Every time a new regulation is in force, companies and seafarers inevitably wonder if this is the last major regulation that they have to worry about. It is a fair question to ask. We have seen this before with number of adopted regulations like MARPOL Annex 6, ECDIS, UMRB, IMO DCS and many others. While we may or may not be critical of new regulations, but the truth is we have to comply with these regulations. And the first step to compliance is understanding the regulation inside out. The regulation that we are going to discuss in today's Maritime Sustainability Podcast is Ballast Water Management. Let us start. Before Knowing the convention, we should know what is ship ballasting. Ballast water is essential for the safe operation of the ships. It provides stability and maneuverability during a voyage. Ships are designed and built to move through water carrying cargo such as oil, grains, containers, machinery and people. If the ship is traveling without cargo or has discharged partial cargo in one port and is en route to the next port, additional water is to be loaded in ship's tank to increase its draft. It is required to submerge its propeller and rudder for their efficient operation. This water again dishes to sea when the ship is loaded. This is known as deballasting. In 1988, Canada and Australia raised the first issue of invasive species brought to their waters through the ship's ballast and spreading while deballasting. One may ask, what could be the problem with this invasive species or with the ballast water? Ballast water causes serious ecological problems due to the number of marine species carried in ship's ballast water. The ballast water includes bacteria, microbes, eggs, cysts, and larvae of various species. The transferred species may survive in the host environment and establish a reproductive population that can become invasive to the host environment. This impacts sustainability of the native species. This problem was recognized by the International IMO, International Maritime Organization known as IMO, and they started to work to address this issue. After more than 14 years of complex negotiations between the IMO member states, the International Convention for the Control and Management of Ships, Ballast Water and Sediments, shortly known as Ballast Water Management Convention, was adopted in 13 February 2004. Again, it took almost 13 long years after adoption to enter into force in 8 September 2017. So on the beginning, the first question will be to which ship this convention applies? Well, the convention applies to all the ships of a state that has ratified this convention and that carry ballast. However, there are few logical exemptions such as a ship that carries permanent ballast in a sealed tanks that is not subjected to discharge or the ship predominantly sails in native waters. Ballast Water Convention is all about prevention of pollution from ballast water taken from one location and dishes to different ecology. 
so it is obvious that ballast water management convention would require us to treat the ballast water in ways that would become less harmful or not harmful at all ballast water management convention provides two ways of doing that these methods are provided in the section d of the convention the methods are ballast water exchange which is known as regulation d1 and ballast water performance known as regulation d2 i am concluding here today tomorrow in next episode we'll be discussing about these two standards more in details stay tuned and have a pleasant evening